Welcome to NFT Rebels, the podcast where technology, creativity, education, and non-fungible experiences meet each other. It's me, Anne Alexander, and in each episode, me and the Rebels will have a real unscripted talk, share genuine opinions, and show raw emotions. Should we start? Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the NFT Rebels podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm going to talk to Marcus Blesher. He's the director at The Sandbox. So um, welcome, Marcus. I'm very happy to have you over. Thanks for coming and thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for having me, Annie. Good to see you and uh, excited to be here. Nice. Thanks. So let's start from the very beginning. I know that... I mean, I know I know that for every guest, because the NFT space is so early that, you know, all of us have been doing different other things in different other spheres before we got into this space. So uh, I guess everyone has his own story of, you know, how we ended up in the space and what actually attracted us there. Um, so maybe we can start from there. Yeah, with my pleasure. Um, so my background is almost exclusively gaming. I um I joined the gaming industry in 2008 um, when I started working at uh, Activision Blizzard in uh, Ireland in the European um, publishing office. And um, since then, I've been in and around game in the gaming industry. Like I stayed at Blizzard for four years before I moved to Paris to work for a Belarusian free-to-play company called uh, Wargaming. And it was a little bit the time when like free-to-play became more... Uh, known in mass market and it was like uh, it was less this grindy type of game but there was a proper business model behind and was um and you had like quality games um, as you see now like if you look now there's a lot of games that come out that uh, using this free-to-play model and i stayed there for six seven years was uh, in, in charge of the publishing um unit and then i joined a french startup called shadow they were doing cloud gaming and uh, i had this little bit uh, i wanted to get out of this uh, this big corporate world and um getting a bit of the the startup vibe and uh, joined this french startup um however i missed um the direct gaming component that was uh, that i had all my years before and around the same time, I was um, I heard about like crypto. It was like in 2000, 2019, 2020. Um, heard about crypto. I learned like what's going on there. I dabbled a little bit in the space, and uh, then mid last year, roughly, yeah, I heard about a thing about a thing called NFT. So rather late compared to some of your guests that you had in the past, but still, um, I think ahead of the, the curve that came earlier in this year. Absolutely, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And looking at it from this, um, this gaming background and knowing like gaming opportunities, for me, NFTs, really, I had this, um, how you say, this penny drop moment where you were like, hey, actually, this is something that is really cool. And uh, we're like, Back in the back in the day, I used to play uh, World of Warcraft. Like I think everyone that joined Blizzard at some point, and um, uh, I was like, I had I had to think back of this, and it's like, hey, what if the items that you that you grind for, that you get for, that you do, like that you spend hours on getting, they're actually yours, and you can decide what you do with them next, and you can like, there's a true ownership behind, and my my mind went crazy. 
And I told myself, I have to like, I have to get into the space. I want to do something in the space. Um, and I found out about the, the Sandbox and I got in touch with the co-founders of the Sandbox, Arthur and uh, Sebastian. And one thing led to another. I joined uh, early, early this year as their marketing director. And now I'm like, I'm breathing <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> and uh, what I love is really this, um, right now we're in this, as you said earlier, like we are early. And it's really this, um, like, there's a lot of different melting pots that are coming together and that yeah. are really exploring the space together. And you see, like, it's moving very, very fast. And uh, it's, uh, like, I I really love this space right now. It's really, it's alive. Like, people are, like, supportive. It's, uh, it's, it's a great, uh, it's great. Um, time to be in nfts right now it is yeah i mean I, I keep saying it's very positive it's very vibrant it's very fast paced it's exciting it's unpredictable so you know all these elements kind of you know probably it's not very suitable for some people who are not very comfortable with changes with kind of you know being flexible adaptive with you know not having a certainty and a certain rules to play with and kind of you know it's it's probably not for everyone but i think it's very exciting space to be and you know you mentioned uh, that you got in touch with sandbox because you wanted to get into the space many people are asking me like how to get into the space how to start working in a space i guess that's that's a very good example just you know exploring the space looking at the projects that you really like like and and just being proactive and maybe reaching out i don't know like but that's that's one of the examples that you're showing that you know people can not just sit and wait until an opportunity comes but just you know reach out yeah and the the entry barrier still is rather high i have to say when it comes to understanding the 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 technical side of everything involved um so my like how I approached it is I wanted to learn more about it. So I used, um, I was looking for use cases that were in an area or in, a, in an industry that I was familiar or that I consider myself being familiar with and that was gaming. So the, like it was easier to, to grasp like the concept of what is an NFT, what is the digital ownership, what is why does scarcity matter? And um, it really quickly actually came like to, to me that uh, like, what it could entail and what the opportunities um, would be for, like from a creator standpoint, from a player standpoint, and um, from like I think the, the the hardest challenge for a lot of people is to one evening just sit down and read and f- watch YouTube videos and getting like a step by step like what is an NFT, what is the blockchain, what is a, what is a token, what is a coin, and then like jumping down this rabbit hole that will happen automatically because like you then you've gone you go on twitter you go on discord like you find communities and uh as you know yourself best like uh, especially like i think the art community in the nft space is something like the creator economy as a whole it's something that is really active and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of very vocal and uh, active people in this space which is really great to see Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's like, you know, two elements to this. Like obviously trying to to educate yourself and trying to understand the concepts behind it because I do believe that it's it's very hard to grasp the whole kind of, you know, uh, idea behind it without actually getting into understanding the technology, understanding the the crypto element and aspect of it, and, you know, getting a little bit kind of, you know, diving in, into it a little bit to understand the full picture, because that will help uh, sort of grasp the 
possibilities, right? Because, you know, if you know only just one side of things, you may be missing some new creative ideas that you didn't know that could happen because you didn't know how it works, right? Um, The other thing I think that is also kind of, you know, takes that fall down the rabbit hole at a faster pace is actually getting your hands dirty and trying out things because, you know, just that fear of trying out things and just getting it in onto theoretical level is yeah. uh, may may get into the way right and once you try things then you know it's easier to understand because you already kind of you know see it at first hand you get the experience and then you know it's it's much easier to do it the second time, the third time, and just yeah. understand what it is. Um, you you mentioned gaming. I feel like gaming gamers for them it's much easier to understand the environment because it felt like even before this technology, like collectibles and digital items have always been part of that culture, right? Yeah. They they sort of you know felt it's not very. You don't have to explain that element to a gamer because there's always been those elements just not on the blockchain, right? It's very easy as, from a, from a gaming perspective. It depends on the type of games that you play or what you what you like, what you're interested in. But there's a lot of um, layover because end of the day, a lot of the how games operate is in a like in a in the core gameplay loop, which is like you do something, you get something, you spend something, you do something, and then it's like it's going over and over. And then as a result of it, you either get a better character, you get level up, you perform better, like you do, like you, you become better in the game itself. And so there is a certain sense of um, attachment when it comes to digital assets already, because you spend time on something that you enjoy. So you improve your character, like and uh, like you do certain activities, you meet people, you engage with communities, you join guilds, or depending on the like a clans or whatever game you're playing, and you like there is a, there's an, there's already an attachment to it. However, the the key part is if you, for example, now stop playing or you you want to like get like monetize what you spend time on or get involved with a, like in a different level it doesn't like it stops there because it's like a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a, like a lot of cases it's a walled garden like it's a central it's centralized there's no way out until like you decide to leave and you do something like outside this ecosystem so i think to get this this uh, this click moment that is hey actually there is something where you could give utility beyond the game or the 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 ecosystem that you are currently in for any digital assets is something that is very like it's not so far fetched because it's quite straightforward however then still when it comes to like to like what is minting what is uh, what is a wallet why what is open what is wearable like what is uh what are all the like what is foundation like to get this ecosystem there is some learning involved but i think it comes faster to someone that is already in an interactive environment and gets this kind of uh, concept yeah yeah, I can imagine. And then I think, you know, now this, um, you know, in, in between the interaction between the blockchain and NFTs and gaming, you have this big wave of, you know, upcoming kind of, you know, fashionable trend that is play to earn, right? And then you have all these elements, which are kind of a new thing that too, you know, apart from creators economy has, you know, created a, a separate sort of opportunity to create wealth inside the ecosystem, yep. right? By playing. So yep. um, so uh, can, can you explain to, to, to the viewers and listeners like that, that trend specifically and, and what do you think about it and how do you think it's going to develop further because it's just starting, it feels? 
Yeah. So for me, it's definitely starting, and I will like I'm trying to approach it in a way that's that makes sense for everyone, not only for people that are interested in in gaming or in like in the blockchain or the technical side of things. But um, imagine there's um, there's games out there that you can play for free. Like the business model is free to play. Like it means you then you can download, you can engage with the ecosystem, you can have fun, and you don't have to spend uh, anything. Um, like the most known titles are probably like League of Legends, uh, Counter Strike. Um, I think. I don't know. Minecraft is not free to play, but you, you get the like you get the idea. You can get in, you can engage with the ecosystem, and then it's up to you to decide. Like either I get cosmetics, I get something that improves my experience, all of this. Um, for me, uh, free to play, well, not for me, but free to play evolved quite significantly in the last ten years. That it became really something that is a like a triple A business model that publishers and brands are engaging with, and you see games coming out, and the business model is free to play. Like it's free to get in, and I see play to earn. A little bit as the as the evolution to free to play because you can still in most of the cases engage with it for free like you can get into the ecosystem for free but then you have the components you have every component that is free to play specific which is like add-ons like in-game in-app purchases in-game purchases anything like this but then you have the whole um, token side of things that means that by spending time by engaging with the ecosystem there's a component that makes you earn currency that could be the the native currency of the platform that you're using in for example in like in the case of the sandbox it's a token called sand then you have Axie infinity where you have uh, their um, their native tokens and there's some other titles as well that are currently exploring the space and you can earn this but however, since it's a token and since it's on the blockchain, there is a possibility for you to transfer it into like into ETH, into like Bitcoin, into like USDC, whatever currency. And that is like there's a component that you spend time, you engage with the ecosystem and you can earn real money if you wish so. Or you can keep it in there, you can use it as an investment, you can spend it in the ecosystem. But there is the possibility for you as an individual, like all of a sudden to either extend your income or replace your main source of income like if you if you're familiar with xe infinity it's something that is um that is uh, like going it's going through the roof in 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 southeast asia in philippines specifically where you have families uh, engaging with xe infinity and earning their like earning their living because all of a sudden yeah. you have the opportunity to earn uh, like two three hundred dollar extra and it's uh, like it's it's, it's significant it's a big money a family. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Like it's a significant amount of money that is uh, that with the whole family is behind like all of them are like together it's um it's it's changing the like how you could think of globalization and like local communities or global job market and what we like where where i'm employed at sandbox we as well we uh, we want to use a play to earn model to give the opportunity to anyone engaging with the ecosystem um and earn sand token but we want to take this a step further is that we build really this like as the title is um, is assuming it's called the sandbox so it's you can get in but then it's up to you to decide what you want to do so we want to build a like an inclusive ecosystem that can be for for players for like artists for musicians for for anyone really and uh, giving you really just a toolkit to design or discover the own experiences or the adventures that you want to pick in. And for this, okay, I think interesting. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah we'll perfect. dive into the platform a bit later. But, you know, since you mentioned Axie Infinity, I mean, obviously earning money that way is is more fun than the regular nine-to-five yeah. job, I guess, you know. Uh, plus you spend time with the family. That's great. Uh, I also heard that there are many entrepreneurs who are actually kind of, you know, becoming 
Axi farmers and, you know, recruiting these families in different countries who kind of, you know, split yep. profit and, and play for them. So that's, that's another kind of interesting way of setting up a business, which is like a non-standard way to look at it. Right. So that's, that's yep. the interesting aspect to it as well. Um, yep. I mean, you mentioned that the platform is, is all for, for any type of creatures. Um, and, I mean, the way I, I look at it, I mean, would you say that, you know, when, when you mention an ecosystem, it's it's like it's a metaverse world in general that you're that is there, right? That's how you mm-hmm. would look at it. And yep. then the, the people come in and they can build there whatever they want, right? It can be like, you know, setting up a certain, I don't know, world on top of the digital land or you know get involved by you know if you are a designer you can probably design whatever people are building on on top of those lands or you can design clothes for the avatars of the game that people are developing and everything else right so um board apes have their headquarters that they are building right and many other kind of you know big brands are, are involved as well so it feels like we're going towards um starting creating like a parallel universes, right? Parallel kind of, you know, spaces where we will be uh, spending time at, you know, as, you know, I guess taking some time out of our real life and spending time in these digital places. Many were arguing that this is this came and kind of you know boomed a lot because of COVID and because of isolation. Um, what do you think is going to happen once we we finally get back to you know relatively normal pace of life and this thing is gone? Um, do you think it will sort of diminish or because everyone was saying social listening like social um uh, life um, audio will be gone it's it's now booming because it was it's covid and people are at home but apparently like things are becoming better but social audio is still around and people are using it more and more so what about these metaverses and experiences there i think that um the the covid situation did not did not cause a boom or like it just accelerated things from my point of view it's uh, like the best example is uh, working from home which was something before depending on the country that you're in and the type of environment that you're working in was something that might not has been as um, as prominent as it is uh, or it was during like the, the peak of covid and now you see that people there like we're in a situation at least in, in france or in europe where you have um, employers saying hey actually so now we can like we have restriction there's like um, we can open up the offices again but you feel a certain like resistance of uh, some staff that are saying hey actually but i like you know i like to have my own rhythm i like to to not uh, spend one hour in the morning commuting and uh, coming back and then um, like being like on the road just for two or three hours just to get from a to b if i can do the same type of work from home where i was doing it for the last um, year or over a year by now. So for me, it's a, it's a little bit of an acceleration of a, like just digitalization. Of course, mm-hmm. this is not, um, it's not, uh, like relevant for all of the, like the jobs and, uh, all the, uh, like the, the possibilities that are there. But in that sense, I see that, uh, it accelerated the digitalization and the, the, like the, the, the getting into a digital space easier. And one part for us, for the sandbox is, of course, there is this, there is an entertainment medium attached to it, which is like you want to maybe after work, like you, you work in a bank or I don't know where you work. And um, then you come home and you want to just, uh, you want to switch off and play games. But 
one thing that we're also supporting is actually we want to give like creators, artists, anyone really the opportunity to engage with the ecosystem and earn like money, make it a real job, like turn this into your like full time, into your nine to five job, doesn't and uh, giving you the opportunities and the tools to do that. For the sandbox specifically, is that we have um, like we have a game maker fund where we support small teams or mid-sized teams that want to develop game experiences. We have a creator fund where we support artists that want to design uh, assets or NFTs that will be used in the sandbox or have a like a, or going to get uh, showcased. And we also have a, a category that's called creator for hire, which is external studios that we um, refer to by brands that are coming into the sandbox. And uh, I personally, I see that... Um, that this will become like there's going to be more and more job opportunities in this digital space. It doesn't have to be attached to the metaverse, but Web3 as a whole, because it's opening completely new yeah. possibilities and it's something that is really exciting. So that's really like you have um you have uh, architects, you have uh, like digital marketing agencies that are like specialized on metaverse experiences. You have real estate agents. Actually, we have real estate companies that contact us at the sandbox because they're interested in digitalizing in digitizing their like real estate offering to anyone that wants to like explore this space as well. And it's really something that five years ago was uh, where you where you would have thought. Like, why is that like a, why would someone do that but yeah. now as you like as the world you get more and more digital like people spend more and more time online it's just the reality of things so why not combine like a a hobby with the opportunity to actually make a living out of it and that's end of the day that's how i ended up in the gaming industry because you know i was i was a, like i was a teenager i was playing video games so i thought myself like I'm, i might as well try to <laughs> to make money with it and uh, like join the gaming yeah. industry and now actually we are at this tipping point where we're very close that it's actually it's like, it is already possible like if you are engaged and if you want to explore the space like you can make uh, yeah. like you're living in this in this in this web3 world and i think as the specifically for play to earn i think the moment where a mass market audience will realize that you can earn real money through playing games it's just going to go like it's going to it's going to go wild and it's really it's going to like open completely new opportunities and uh, like it's going to like it's going to go crazy that's what i i'm very very sure and you see already like if you look at the trends for for Axie infinity who's a first mover in this space and they're doing a very good job and like they're doing yeah. it's a great team and it's a great product and uh, but you will see that more and more brands will enter the space like there's going to be game studios that are going to go into it that like you have going to have triple a experiences that like you have all this and um for me it's like we are we are really early like it's this uh, it's a little bit of a like overused phrase as well then on twitter at least yeah. <laughs> but um but i feel it, it is it is the case and it's really exciting to uh, to see this like uh, evolving yeah i mean it feels like everyone is going to play and no one is going to work at the end of the day <laughs> because like yeah. you know I, I think everyone's ultimate goal and you know when i was talking to different nft artists um obviously we have this conversations about uh you know is it a cash grab or are you here for money or you know for your art and and all these you know discussions and and um dilemmas that people are are, are talking about and ultimately i think uh you know um 
it's different directions and different viewpoints, but ultimately all of us are there for the money in a sense that all of us would love to make money by doing what we love. Right. Yep. And for that, we have to make sure that, you know, we are able to sell our NFTs to it's, uh, you know, to earn by by playing if, you know, playing is our passion and stuff like that. So I think those funds and those ecosystems and everything that is coming is, is a very good opportunity for many people to to just, you know, quit ultimately the jobs that are soul sacking that they don't like and that they are in it because they have to be right not everyone is fortunate enough to to be doing what they actually like and to enjoy their jobs uh but you know but all of us have to to make sure that we have uh, ways to pay our bills so you know when when those two merge and you know when more possibilities for people to to create the digital wealth by using their skill sets and their passions that's ultimately what we want so um so maybe we can discuss a little bit more those funds because like we have in in my audience we have different uh architects who are doing like Mm -hmm. arctic architect uh, based kind of project nfts which i think for them which would be very interesting about you know building stuff on in in the metaverse we also have lots of you know creatives uh, who are uh, who are creating different formats of digital art as well mm-hmm. so um so if someone is just watching um this this interview uh what are the steps like how do they explore those funds how do they see where do they start basically uh, I think the first step in my specific case, because it's for the sandbox, the best step is really like just learning about the ecosystem. Like uh, you go on our website, which is sandbox.game, and you just explore the space. You will see the like the art direction is a very specific voxel-based style that is um, that is very approachable. It's very like it's uh, it's very easy to get into, and um, it's um, like you you get it when you look at it. And for us, it's important that um, like that we give the tool set for anyone to easily get into this ecosystem and learn themselves. So if you think about the sandbox, like don't think about one game or think about like one experience, but think more of about a platform that is consisting of various um, tools. That is, for example, we have the sandbox itself, which is the game client that right now is in pre-alpha. So we're getting, we're getting ready right now for the alpha. And then we have two creator tools that are called Game Maker and Voxedit. And GameMaker is a no-code game development tool in which you can build game experiences, uh, social experiences, houses, architecture, all of this. And then in the future, you will be able to publish them on the sandbox. In addition mm-hmm. to that, we have Voxedit, which is an asset creation tool, which is the, which is a, like both of them are free tools that you can just download and get going and uh, build NFTs, uh, experiences, and share them with the world. And if someone is interested in exploring the space further and seeing what the possibilities are, it's uh, my recommendation is just to go on, like, go on our website, download the the clients, um, try a little bit around because I, like there's some people who might be more familiar with, with gaming, other people might be more familiar with asset creation, and then just. Uh, giving it a go, seeing if there's something that clicks, that makes sense, where you see an opportunity that could be architecture, could be game experiences, could be social hubs, could be just a, maybe just a nice, uh, like a nice assets, like a, like a tree or like an, like an avatar or like a character or really something that, um, that makes sense. And then um, 
it might not be for everyone and uh, of course you you like you can't build a product that 100% of the people um <laughs> going to enjoy but uh, we want to give the at least opportunity to make it as easy as possible to get into it and make your own opinion so that's why also like all of our tools are for free you can download them like they are available and um, then you can get them listed on our marketplace which is the fourth pillar of our ecosystem so you have the game game maker voxedit and the marketplace and on there you can then monetize um, your your assets your games your experiences that other players of this ecosystem or other users in the ecosystem can buy or they buy it externally on like on OpenSea, on rarible on any of the t2p platforms mm -hmm. because they like the art or they think it's something that looks great and um, then this is like this is a form of making money of play to earn without even playing because you just uh, yeah. create content for a ecosystem that is going to be enjoyed by uh, players so you don't have to be a gamer to engage with the sandbox and for us it's also important and um, one last thing is that on the like when you log into the sandbox in the alpha you get teleported into the hub as we call it which is um which is this the space where you start your adventure and you can you can decide which direction you go and what you want to do and in there we have an art gallery as well where we show art of uh, 2d of traditional or digital artists that is uh, like either directly taken from OpenSea or it's something that is specifically created for the sandbox so for us it's also important that while we are voxel based that we also give an opportunity and an outlet for other artists to show their art to like to tell their story and to find the right like audience for them and we think that we are in a position where we can offer this because we have an audience that is very diverse that might be architects players uh, creators mm -hmm. artists anything so we want to really have something that is uh, relevant for anyone sounds good and and the marketplace is um people sell their nfts um for sand token yeah yeah. So essentially, okay. essentially, it can be it can be um, monetized anywhere because it's an NFT and it's on the blockchain. But um, on our marketplace, the integration is the is the smoothest as possible because it can be directly used inside the game maker, and you can monetize it and sell it for sand, which is our token, and then from a from a um, revenue share standpoint the creator gets uh, 95% of the sale price and of the 5% um, half of it is uh, going into uh, the reserve and the other one is going into the foundation which is being used in the future to enrich the ecosystem and support creators more through the fund and uh, the yeah uh, sounds the, good yeah the both funds yeah um, another question, I think, you know, since we kind of are talking about the ecosystem and everything else, uh, I think the beauty of the NFTs, the NFT technology for, from the creator's perspective is that it, it gives you the opportunity to directly engage with your collector and mm -hmm. for collectors also to, to create relationship with, with the artists that they like. So um, in this ecosystem, like for creators, uh, the, I presume they can also create a space where they can kind of, you know, um, have some kind of experiences with their audiences? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, end of the day, you can do, you can do whatever. Like, they, you can be an artist, you can be a creator, and you can build your own little museum that is your, like, uh, your art gallery where you showcase your art, where you engage with you, where you do vernissage, where you invite, um, like, anyone really to to host events and it doesn't have to be a like a gaming experience it can be just a social event and um, one key component of the, the sandbox actually is that we are really like we want to create this this open um metas, metaverse this ecosystem where anyone is uh, is welcome and a part of 
of this is also like brands that we are engaging with and that are part of the sandbox ecosystem. And there we have over 160 IPs or brands that are part of our ecosystem and they go really from like from the Smurfs to Care Bears to The Walking Dead to uh, Snoop Dogg to Dead Mouse to Richie Horton and it's uh, like it's this whole spectrum and then you have like you have um, Mokta which is more art centered you have uh, you have musical like music uh, features then you have the whole nft collections that are um the um, that are out there and they are all like in this one space that is the sandbox so it is if you like if you've seen ready player one it's really this um this this space where you you can walk with your avatar next to a next to a like a giant next to a smurf next to a walking dead uh, walker and uh, this is the type of environment that we also want to create where you can express yourself and it's really it's very open for anyone to come in It's it's nice you mentioned. Uh, I just saw the uh, your posts on socials about Snoop um, yeah. Doggy Dog coming in and and all these other brands getting engaged. So uh, which is super cool because you know many people say that usually kind of you know it, it it's very good for potential mass adoption and you know for them to talk about it to their massive audiences and fan base and essentially kind of you know one once that becomes a bridge and more people will be inclined to come in. Um, so, I mean, probably, I don't know, probably you, you because you're involved in this project, you know better. Um, how is, fr from the celebrity perspective, from this big brand's perspective, um, how do they see the potential of this? Like when, when they get involved, what's their main motivation for that? It depends on the it depends on the brand and the like the 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 or the individual really because some of them they really they are into NFTs and they love the the space and uh, if you if you follow Snoop uh, on Twitter you will see that he's really into NFTs and he's really embracing this uh, movement right now which makes on our side like makes the whole conversation much easier because he gets like he gets it and he's he's into it and he has his own like he he's a like he revealed last week that uh, he actually had an alter ego that he de um, <laughs> developed on this uh, digital space and um, so in this case it's first of all like combining something that he's very passionate about but also giving him an opportunity to um, from a musical standpoint to reach like uh, much much more users at the same time because like if you're a musician mm -hmm. and you have a, like you, of course you can have a youtube channel you can have a soundcloud you can have a, you can be on spotify all of this but when it comes to actually interactive experiences you're you're Unless you do like a like a, you can do a concert, but then going doing this digital, it's it's not the same experience. Like it's something that is quite difficult to do. So yeah. what we also want to like where we'd like to get to is to really add this metaverse as a step in a world tour. For example, you have a world tour of an artist, and it says like, hey, I'm in London, then I'm in Paris, then I'm in Berlin, yeah. then I'm in the metaverse, then I'm in uh, in Prague, wherever, and. Uh, that even if you're not locally or you can't attend like this tour, we want to give artists and fans the opportunity to, to still experience it and give them a way to experience any type of concert, any event really in a digital space. And uh, for musicians, it's uh, it's quite straightforward because you have a, like, you, it's music. You, wanna, you have an experience behind it, something that can be replicated and can be very unique. But then yeah. also there's the opportunity for like, for, for anything really to get to a global audience without having to move like a whole team around or you know, like yeah. getting really out there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's beautiful because, like, you know, there are many countries who are not not very popular countries for tours, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, you know, for even sports events. I think sport and music are the two kind of, you know, places where this, uh, this whole technology and the metaverse and everything that is being developed at the moment is going to bring them a massive advantage to directly engage with their fan base, which is global, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's the fan base is global, but they are not in terms of physically going and playing the matches in these cities or you know playing the concerts in those cities so i think that's that's beautiful and i also think that i don't know i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like you know these um opportunities will also bring new creative ways of engagement that didn't exist before so you know it's 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 one thing to be able to bring what they've done before into this digital space which can be relatively straightforward but i feel like you know they will go step behind and there will be like new types of experiences that we we never had before which is because now we can do so much more right Yes, yes, uh, definitely. And uh, I think this is an area where um, on our side, like the sandbox, of course, it's uh, initially uh, it's going to be a PC-based um, game, but we also like we want to have a mobile experience, like we want to give opportunities for uh, AR applications. Because, for example, any, any voxel creation right now, you could, if you are technically... Uh, knowledgeable you can put it into an ar experience and for example mm -hmm. we together with snoop we released the um, the snoop private party um, pass which uh, is going to give access to his land to concerts to uh, uh, some other nft features like avatars and the likes but also like some some people in the community they put it into an ar experience and it's just the first step and then in the future like there's so much that is being unraveled right now and you said earlier like it's a very fast moving space that uh, i think it's also important to not get comfortable with the ways that you're doing when it comes to like just let's not just do the digital concert the way we're doing it uh, like physically but let's push it like push the boundary and tell also the story because like also from an artist from a creative standpoint all of the way like he's uh, like in most of the cases the music is expressing like a feeling or a memory or like an experience yeah and all of the all of this like all of a sudden you have a completely new way of showcasing this and telling the story that you want to tell right now only in a musical way but also in an interactive way or maybe in a in a, like in a gameplay experience or social um, social experience so i completely agree with what you what you said like it's gonna open up completely new experiences it's gonna do much like the blend of physical to digital will become much uh, more difficult to um, distinguish in the future but i think it's also like it's 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 a great thing because it gives you like a completely new way of expressing yourself in beyond like only to an audience that is in front of you yeah i, I it absolutely makes sense and and i think it's beautiful because you know it's uh uh, yeah, I mean, possibilities are a lot. And I think the choices are a lot, which kind of makes some people who are getting into the space very overwhelmed, right? Because mm -hmm. like, you know, platforms like yours, there are several options for, even if it's like a small element, like, okay, you know, where do I put my gallery mm -hmm. into, right? There, there are different platforms that I could do that in, uh, you know, play to earn experiences are different platforms, etc. And it's very hard to sort of be everywhere. So um for, for people who are looking at options and are kind of making choices, which are the criteria, like what are the things that they should look into? Like how do some, does someone choose? Because, you know, I, I may not have the time to go and dig every single platform and kind mm. of, you know, try it out 
for a couple of weeks each one in order to to decide right um what what's the best way like where where do we start in that sense i think it depends on each individual person it goes a little bit back to what we talked about initially it's um that how i for example in my case how i discovered nfts and uh, because i looked for something that is close into my like in my network and in my area of experience or expertise and i think this is the this is the good way to approach it if you want to enter the space organically and um, for like for the long run because of course if you if you are mainly interested into quick cash grabs or anything like this then there yeah. like it's It's Create not, an it's, animal yeah. avatar in that case. And exactly. Go. Exactly. <laughs> Collectible. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah. And then, yeah. And then, um, you like you have to find something that is more like it's closer to what you believe in, what is organic, what is uh, what makes sense to you, what you're passionate about, and then put your own like maybe put your own twist on it. And it's like uh, like what you said as well, like finding your passion. If you can combine your passion with a uh, with a way to monetize it, then it's the it's the dream uh, scenario. And uh, even when it comes to the like to this avatar hype that is going on, and that is uh, like uh, over the like the first like in the last six months, I think it really is exploded like yes there are um, a lot of quick cash grabs out there but there's also projects out there which are um, combining which are gonna stay yeah which is gonna stay like they're building brands you they're bringing utility there's gonna be um, there's gonna be video games behind it like it's uh, it's gonna open up a completely new way that is that actually is a perfect example of how fast this space is moving and uh, that people need to adapt and move uh, with it because of all those like every day there's um five to ten projects launching and uh, i think like it's going to be interesting to see of those which ones are going to still be there in five years or even two years and uh, because of yeah. the like the, the teams behind the community behind the the, the use case and uh, then it goes really from a more from a product market fit perspective uh, and uh, finding like it's going to mature and it's going to be very interesting to follow Yeah, you mentioned a very like important keyword, which is communities. I'm, I'm like, I'm a huge fan of communities, and I truly believe, like, you know, how important they are. Um, so, uh, from your perspective, uh, like, you know, how important is the role of the communities in this space? Uh, it's the it's one of the like it's one of the biggest components at all because if you if you talk about the um, like any project out there, like it's a It is around the community. It's around engaging the community, involving them, and the whole movement that you see around guilds and DAOs and all of this is really like built on the foundation of empowering communities and giving them new ways of uh, like engaging with something that they are passionate about and the, the brands that they believe in. And um, it's it's also important for, for like it has uh, it always has been important for brands to understand what their what their community, what their consumer are like interested about, what they don't like, and just having the the dialogue and the conversation with all of them and then bringing this to the next level but now we are in a situation where like discord twitter um like linkedin all of those platforms like they're more and more like they're easily accessible and you want to have a direct contact to your to your user base to your like to your to your community so for me it's a it's one key part and uh, especially discord and twitter in the nft space are the uh, outlets i think from yeah. an artist perspective there's also instagram which is um, getting more and more important when you want to get your like your art out there because it's it remains like the visual platform but um 
it's like it depends really on the the type of project that you're passionate about and finding the community that you resonate with because then it will just click and you're just going to be like it's going to feel natural and it's important that uh, that this is is clear to anyone getting into the space yeah makes sense i mean going back to the very beginning like i'm gonna have a, a very soon a conversation I, I just you know i i, I uh, received a voicemail from my brother who who's, who has nothing to do with the space? Who said? Oh, by the way, like I, I'm gonna call you because I want you to talk to me about NFTs, and and those conversations are so, like they are challenging, right? It's very yeah. hard in a very simple way to sort of explain what it is all about, uh, and be kind of concise and not to go too deep in all at once, uh, but at the same time be able to explain what it is all about. Because for me personally, the hard part of explanation is not the technical part or what it represents or how it works. For me, the hard part is kind of trying to explain the emotional side of it because yeah. it's very hard to imagine it unless you're there and you've experienced it. So uh, when when people like random people come to you and ask about the NFTs, like, have you found like an easy, short way to to explain it to them? No, it goes a little bit back to um, to know your audience and know who you're talking to. A uh, couple of months ago, I um, I was part of a team. We launched a project that is called Rumblecon League, which is around, uh, which is a basketball project, and it's um, it's something that uh, resonated with a lot of people. And it's uh, there's a there's a very active community behind. And so I was in the situation as well where I wanted to share this with my with my parents, with my family, and explain them actually. Hey, there is uh, like I already when someone asked me what do you do for a living, and I work at the sandbox in most of the cases i keep it short and i say i work in gaming and that then that's that but yeah. then imagine imagine this a step further because you launch a project and you're like you're building a brand and an ip and you're engaging with a community that's directly attached to it that is not as easy to understand as uh, the, like on the like on the surface as the sandbox so um I have not found the golden bullet to explain it because it really depends on each individual person. But um, in most of the cases, it's really like I, for me, the most powerful part is around like the collectible and the the ownership part because everybody knows, for example, trading card games and everybody knows that, hey, you have a trading card or you have a card, you have a Pokemon card or a magic card and you buy it in a shop or in a booster pack and it's yours. Like you can decide what you do with it. You can give it to your friend, yeah. you can sell it, you can, it's up to you. And if, you, if you're lucky, you get a rare one or you get something completely different, but you can decide if you keep it for yourself or if you want to give it to a friend, if you want to sell it, if you want to use it to engage with the community. And I think this is a like this is for me the, the the this foot in the door that makes like that makes sense to a lot of people because they get it mm -hmm. they like they get the concept of it and then you branch out in this area that is more relevant maybe or is easier to understand for whoever you're talking to so if you're talking to someone in the gaming industry or as an avid gamer you do a twist into that direction. If it's something that is uh, that has really zero knowledge, then you might have to go a little bit further back and explain yeah. it. But um, in some cases, they like in some cases, it just for them doesn't make sense. Then maybe it's uh, it's my fault of not explaining it correctly. In some cases, they, you have this you have this click moment, and I get as well. Like every like you can you can probably relate to this to to former colleagues or, or like people that you know they all of a sudden they message you and it's like hey i'm seeing you doing something with nfts i heard something about this as well yeah. do you have uh, do you have time to jump on a call and explain me this uh, very quickly and um, so yes i 
I'd love to do that, but uh, there's a lot of people who ask this right now. So it's just um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a time time management uh, problem that uh, we're facing. Yeah, and I think that the interesting thing is like you know many people kind of get it from uh, get these ideas or kind of hear about NFTs from mass media, and and the problem with with that is that they're just getting a very small kind of part of the whole picture. They're right? getting the big money and picture as well. They're getting the big money picture. They're getting like it, 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 somehow I have a feeling that you know what you get from mass media if you're not on Twitter, if you're not among the communities, if you're not really inside the industry. Industry, what people see from outside is basically easy money or quick money and a lot of it right mm. so uh so that's kind of the, the the first thing that attracts them and 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 also if you mix it up with the fact that they also talk about kind of that you don't specifically need to be like one go to to be able to make money in this industry, right? Like it's not even talking about certain skill set or certain kind of, you know, barrier to entry that, you know, it's also adds up to the story that anyone can do it. Then, you know, you end this misconception about what it actually is, right? And you, you know, you add to on top of it a little bit of cryptocurrency and you like people also recall Bitcoin and all that stuff. And you end up with a very kind of, you know, wrong idea of of what it is all about right you know one extreme is people who are fascinated and, and very excited about these possibilities of oh my god like in you know, i'm an artist now i will not no longer need an agent i don't need galleries anymore it, and all that yeah. stuff on the other hand it's like oh my god like it sounds so much like icos it's very dodgy yeah. I, I you know it's uh I don't get it. I'd better get out of it, right? Like not really get involved. So it's it's. I feel like you know uh, there is a lot of space for for media to sort of educate themselves first of all to understand it in order to tell those stories. Because yeah, I understand that headlines are important yeah. and they attract readership and all these millions and you know Christie's and Sotheby's and all that stuff is very interesting and kind of you know attracts people in uh but that's kind of not the story and not the branding that i think we need if we want a sustainable kind of you know flow of people who are going to come in and and stay right because this this boom is not going to be forever right it things will slow down and and then you know many projects won't be around and the ones who are building real stuff and building sustainable projects for long term will be the ones who will stay and then if people came for that thing it will not be around anymore so they will just leave so uh yeah i feel like we we need to that is why like you know speaking about stuff that is being built that is not just about the money that is not Mm -hmm. just about the hype or or you know any kind of uh, animal collectible avatar project uh, that's kind of the way to showcase that you know there are different things and and you know projects like yours also show that you know uh there is so much more to nft space rather than crypto art because also many people think that crypto art equals nfts and it's the same thing and it's the only thing but apparently it's not <laughs> so there's a lot to do there in terms of um, explaining and and it's challenging so i guess just you know sound bites and small portions of spoon yes. feeding oh, step by step it's, it's be... taking it's going to take a little bit and um, like the mass media of course helps to get like this foot into the door and maybe 
maybe some people like there's going to be people that are that are attracted by like the financial side of things but there's also people who are going to be attracted by it from the, by the potential and uh, like engaging really and uh, like i think for you and me it's a little bit different because we came into the space before like earlier this year when it really like all exploded and a lot of people knew actually what an nft is but uh, it's just like keeping a keeping a cool head and learning and engaging with those topics that you can like you are familiar with or you're passionate about and then you will find your space and you will find like there's there's so many use cases for nfts out there that it's uh, i can i can assure you whatever you do there's going to be something that is uh, that can be applicable to nfts oh and, definitely uh, and yeah. and they were around even before we called them nfts yeah. right like i i minted my first novel three years ago and back then no one used uh, the yeah. term nfts so i didn't even know like that was the like i didn't back then when i was doing it i didn't know that i was actually minting an nft yeah. right i was publishing on a blockchain that that yeah. was kind of the version of it, right? And, and no one really thought of it that way. So when I came to the space, I had completely forgotten about it. So I mm. kept telling everyone, like, no, I haven't minted anything yet. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, no, but actually, wait a minute. So I, I you yeah. know, I, I, I did the research. I went back to those times. I looked at the wallets and, you know, I, I got in touch with the platform that I used. Uh, and then I got the record and I'm like, oh, my God, that was three years ago. Back then, no one was actually <laughs> talking about NFTs. So things develop like, you know, just because we're talking about them now, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's a new like we're still very early, but even three years ago, like we had the punks, we had the kitties, yeah. we had like, you know, this publishing on the blockchain platforms or some other smaller projects that kind of never actually grew so fast, mm -hmm. but you know, they're still around. So there are different, different applications. So I, I can't wait to see how the sandbox is going to develop. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I should probably just try to to yeah to explore some of the events and just get those magical you should. experiences you should <laughs> just go on sandbox.game create your account follow us on twitter <laughs> and yeah uh, engage absolutely with yeah. here it is yeah yeah i mean I, I i kind of liked the fact that you said that it's easy to use and you don't need coding and all that stuff which already by default will attract many people uh many non-coders and non-tech people that probably most of 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 the creators and artists are uh, by default as a beginning. So, um, so yeah, I mean, thank you very much for your time. So we'll just take a five-minute break <laughs> in between this episode and Twitter Spaces. And I've already scheduled a Twitter Space in six minutes. Um, so whoever was watching, thanks for watching. And we'll be waiting for you there. I mean, there already they will have a chance to talk to you directly. And, uh, and we can have like a follow-up discussion and, uh, yeah, any questions or discussions, opinions, uh, Twitter spaces are usually unpredictable. So, uh, I can't tell what to expect, uh, but we'll, we'll go as it comes. So yeah, see you there okay. and thank you very much for, for your time. Thank you for having me and, uh, talk to you in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. See you there. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all that I had for you today. Thank you very much for listening. I truly appreciate every single one of you. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that would help the podcast grow. And to make sure that you're up to date with my articles as well, please subscribe to my newsletter at anialexander.com backward slash NFT rebels. Take care and I'll meet you in the next episode.